Salt and Bone, a podcast about conjuring skills for the apocalypse. I'm Jenna. I'm a farmer, fermenter, forager, witch, and enthusiastic naturalist. I'm Kami, a supreme hyphenate artist, producer, organizer, etc., born in Scarborough into an Armenian family displaced from the Swana region. Here we are. Here we are again. It's almost solstice. It is. In a few days. Yes. Very excited. You've been busy. Yes. You've been busy too. Yes. So it's been like planting season here. Like get all your tomatoes, peppers, radishes, everything in. Get the soil ready. So now it's like the pause in between like the weeding and harvesting. It is for me. obsessively watching my plants grow ever so slowly. And the first things are coming (laughs) off. So like peas, radishes, garlic scapes. Oh my garlics. Yeah. Very exciting time. Very exciting time. It's true. And it was a bit of a scary moment there because it really wasn't raining for a while. Oh, And it's been okay lately, right? It's been like, uh, it's been a nice rainy week. We finally got some. Rain barrels are filling up because no one wants drought. Yeah. Anytime, let alone in an apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have a couple guests here with us. Yes, these are our uh, compound guard dogs, Angel <laughs> and Pizza. They're both pugs, so yes. extremely ferocious. So vicious. So you may hear some uh, snoring, some uh, licking, some snorting yes. in the background during the recording of this episode. Huffing and puffing. No such. fucking apologies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so today we we wanted to talk about the Apocalypse General Store. Yes, the Apocalypse General Store, aka the Apocalypse Economy. That's right. Even though neither of us are economists at all, nor no. do we understand how the global economy. And you know what? That's really... just gonna like not be even a factor, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the idea. <laughs> We're, we're thinking more local, local economy and how that works. Yeah, so we're just, we're hypothesizing here because no one really knows what the apocalypse is going to look like. But if there's more than a few people around, you're going to have to get together and survive. Yeah, I hope it's not like the Bitcoin timeline that we're on Oof. because that's the kind of stuff that my head just it starts to implode. No. Around. No, thank you. Simple things like, I will give you this jar of garlic scape pesto. Yes. 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 And then at some point... I will give you smoked garlic scape salt. Yes. Thank you. We literally made this deal earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. So just kind of like the assumption that there's no official currency. Mm -hmm. So you need to get by on barter economy or... Like, so what we do now essentially is you trade your labor for currency and then you trade currency for goods. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the event that there isn't a set currency, currency becomes everything. Mm-hmm. Skills and items mm-hmm. of value. Yeah. And your skills. Yeah, exactly. Big time yeah. skills. Yeah. And this is like, there's going to be a few moments of like PSA. If you don't have apocalypse skills, <laughs> now is a great time to, to like develop, develop those. Yeah. Even if it's like, how do I grow food? How do I make cheese? Yeah. How do I not die? How do I make medicine? <laughs> But at the same time, I feel like if you, you know, sit there and you think about it or somebody, you know, pulls up in a, with a van and asks you, what do you have? And then your response is nothing. 
you know, I think, uh, which happened in some cases with the folks that we asked, I think um, there's also something to be said for folks who are just like, um, who could just do manual labor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, that's always super needed. Yeah. And that would fall under the, like, the willingness factor, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, hard Or, like, work. do you want, willingness is in do you want to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you got to participate yeah. somehow or go it alone. And then that holds its own set of dangers and absolutely yeah yeah so uh let's see well we we wanted to sort of start by talking about why we are interested in talking about this it's not just because it's obviously really relevant to the uh apocalypse conversations but also kind of uh philosophically or ideologically Mm -hmm. for us it's been organically kind of a part of our friendship where we we don't do explicit barter. Sometimes we do, but it's not like... No. I'm never like, I'm bringing this thing over to your house, so like, what do you got for me? It's never like that. It's- no, which is so great. Like, it's like post that. And I have that relationship with a few people, and I treasure it so much. And it's like, oh, we've reached that point. Like, and you realize it, and you're like, this is so good. So it's like, if you... And sometimes it even goes beyond money. So it's like, you bought me a nice piece of cheese. And I'm like, that's so nice. Do you want to get paid back for it? And it's like, no. So it's like, it's just a giving back Well, because I know that you're going to... Yeah. You always give me cheese. So it's yeah. like, you know... <laughs> it's funny because actually our friend Chris is... Uh, sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll buy each other dinner or drinks or whatever. And, you know, I'll, I'll try to offer money. It's like this Armenian yeah. thing where I'm like, I have to pay for stuff, right? <laughs> um, and they're, what I, I love what they say. They say are we going to be friends for a while? (laughs) (laughs) Which is like what it's inferring is that, you know, I assume that if we're going to be friends, it's going to come back. We're going to, it's, we're going to be flipping back and forth. Right. And I really love that. I think it requires a lot of trust, cultivating a lot of trust, but, um, that I think is actually at the core of it. The most important economy to have is trust. Like for me to know that, I don't. I know for in our relationship, I don't have to like keep tally yeah. of the stuff that you've done for me. I've done for you. I just, I, I legit just say yes. Like when you ask me for favors, I will just say yes, mm-hmm. um, unless it's like, uh, you know, for it, it's in some yeah. way incredibly, you know, out of my, inconvenient for me, or like I have something else planned. Yeah, like, or like you're you know, away. Or I'm away. Something. Yeah, working, exactly. Like, or I'm yeah. working. That's literally the only reason why I would say no to something, yeah. right? Because I just know that. Like, if you can say yes, you would say yes to me. So it's sort of like this. um, And that, I think, is an economy. It's like friendship economy, right? It is. And that's built from, like, you know, time, putting the time in. Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of, like, gut instinct trust of, like, this person is not out to maximize this deal. Or exploit. Exploit. And they are giving what they are receiving. And it's even. It's not something you have to, like, think too much. You can either just feel it out or not. Yeah. But it's very lovely. And, I mean, like, even, like, case in point, like, you had a shitty day last week, and I was like, let me bring you some broth. Yeah. Broth makes you happy. Yes. Broth soup makes people happy. Yes. And I make really fucking good soup. You make so, broth. thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when I was sick the other day, you're like, what do you need? Like, people offering to, like, get medicine when I had, like, strep throat, which yeah. was, like, fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like, those are the times where you're kind of like, people love and care for me and are yeah. willing to take care of me yeah. and help me when I'm in a shitty position. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I learned that personally from um, having a lot of uh, really intense uh, long-term friendships. I learned that from my friendships, I think. And mm-hmm. also from watching <laughs> my family. Like my family 
you know, they they live in this like village mindset, mm. right? Or it's still, even though they don't live in the village anymore, right? Um, That's nice though, because a lot of people, especially like here in Canada, don't have that. They don't have that. It's like they live <clears> in your house. It's separate from other houses. Yeah. You have your fences. You know, it's like very sort of like in your in your box living. But um, I think I've watched my family live such like a village lifestyle or village where it's like you're 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 looking out for the collective just mm-hmm. as much as you're looking out for yourself and your own family right there's a balance there or you know we we you that's what you strive for of course right so um it's very important so like you are your best resource you will always be your best resource the more reliable mm-hmm. and like participatory but also like firm with boundaries and like mm-hmm. fair like you have to understand what your time is worth and what their time is worth and what your ask means. Mm-hmm. Like you're your own best resource. Yeah, it's funny though that for me that brings up a lot of like, like I have a really hard time saying no. Yes. Because I have this like weird ethnic guilt around it, you know. And it's mm-hmm. funny. Um, I remember. I mean, one of my like favorite memories actually of like, and this isn't maybe not much to do with barter economy, but um, th- like that gener that that willingness to be generous. Is, yeah. is a sign of trust, right? So I remember being in Armenia when I was 19, pulling up on the side of the road to take a break from driving, and there was this this elder, this woman. Um, she must have been, like, I swear, eight years old. And wa- I think I've told you the story. Watching her, she had a mulberry tree, a giant one, and she was, like, barely mobile, somehow got herself up onto this rickety little like stool that had three legs. She's like bouncing. I don't know. This is like my, this yeah, is how yeah. I remember it. And she's shaking the tree and she collects all these mulberries on a big bed sheet, puts them in a giant tub for me. It's literally the size of like, it's a barrel. Like oh it's God. a giant barrel full of mulberry. And she just, she was like, she forced us to take it. Huh. And I'm thinking this woman, like her, she just thrives off of being generous. And yeah. she has this in, inherent trust in her that she trusts the world that, her being general generous in the world is going to is going to come back yeah. is going to pay off in some way right and it's not that that's why she's doing it mm-hmm. but there is like that trust in others that's in the world too. that is broken in capitalism oh is it ever it's broken that is like our that's mm-hmm. why our systems are not working right because we don't have that trust yeah yeah it is interesting and also some people like it makes them feel so good the giving where they're just like I have this thing please take some of this thing like and it makes them feel super happy but that builds a lot of essentially like street cred you know what I mean yeah and it wouldn't the apocalypse too because if you're giving without mm-hmm. the expectation even to like strangers and stuff those people remember that oh yeah yeah for sure yeah 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 it's like some it mafia, opens doors it's like some mafia shit you know like it's you <laughs> you, you know? remember you're like they gave me that thing one time so therefore it's more of a yes than it would be a no mm-hmm. you get a green light instead of a red depending yeah. on the situation yeah so yeah you know being a decent person and participating in community mm-hmm. will get you far hopefully in this situation yeah. um but if you have a little more of a product that you're trying to trade for, mm-hmm. that's different too. So we had this big roundtable discussion when we were up at the lake mm-hmm. um, about how generally how people are procuring goods right now is you go to the store and you see things on a shelf and what is communicating what you want to buy is your needs, but also the packaging. Mm-hmm. So we're, versus you were talking about like in Armenia where it's just like you go to the market and it's unlabeled jars yes, of the, the local same markets not yeah like the, the local market yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so therefore somebody standing behind that table is asking you to taste it so you're going on more of your senses in terms of like 
how it actually tastes versus how it looks on a shelf. Yeah, or a recommendation. Recommendation right? yeah. and the person behind that table being able to market, sell, mm-hmm. barter, trade, but also represent your product because if they're selling a really shitty piece of meat or like bad cheese or like a shitty jam, mm-hmm. you will not be coming back. Like yeah. you will not want to trade for it. Or even like if that person is is a shitty person, like if oh, I big will time. not, I will not go to restaurants if I know no. that that you know like there's some like shady shit happening with big like time. the owners or the chefs, you know, like I, I will not support. And I feel like that that was likely how it was, you know, in in pre, in like you know pre-colonial times also like you um or pre-capitalist times let's say where like you're really um the service you're providing is is like your serve it's a service to the community mm-hmm. and not to like the global economy necessarily yeah. for capitalism right like you're really doing it for the community you're needed like having that one blacksmith in mm-hmm. your town like that is a crucial essential service you know but if they're an asshole it's yeah. gonna make it so much more <laughs> it would make pleasant. it harder so like or if there's two blacksmiths, you're not gonna go to that. Yeah, you're not gonna go to that. I know, and I hate that. So I've done like farmers markets, and like yeah. I've been doing you know business for quite a while with like food business and stuff here. Mm-hmm. So I've done farmers markets for like over ten years for sure, and it is interesting. It's like people that do have that predisposition to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. And they're the only service that's there, like at a farmer's market. Like, man, their tune changes as soon as a, comp- a, oh, a competition yeah. comes in and they have to, like, they just watch people flee because mm-hmm. they've been such a jerk or hard yeah. to deal with for so many years. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there's something being said. Like, that is a muscle reflex that you mm-hmm. learn is how to barter, how to trade, but how to represent and talk about your product mm-hmm. and, like, I think it's also important to, like, really, like, assess what your trading is worth. Mm-hmm. Because if you come in and you have no idea, like, I don't know, I have, like, a bushel of pears that was extra from what I preserved from my pears. I don't know. Like, what's it worth? Like, mm-hmm. and you make a bad trade, like, then it's harder to make a good trade later. Mm-hmm. Or if you give a lot away in terms of, like, like I don't know, yeah, sure, whatever, like... Or you give someone a deal, they will often expect another deal and have yeah. a harder time doing like a full trade. So I think it's really worthwhile to examine what your item is worth and what you're willing to trade for mm-hmm. and how low or high you will go for it. That's interesting because I feel like, I don't know, see, I, I don't know if I would go about it in that way, but the, I mean, and I should think more about what you're saying because for me, I might be like, okay, this is how much, this is how much resource I have. And what do I need? So I was thinking about that one article you shared with me yeah. about the, was it like a barter market or a barter, backyard barter the, or something Oh, like yeah, that. that one, yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. And <laughs> it's just like literally uh, talking about how sometimes you have an amazing pea harvest and you're like, what the hell am I going to do with all these damn peas? And maybe not other people, have, for me, chard last year. Oh, my God. So, so much so chard. Much. I, I had none. It doesn't yeah. grow for me. Yeah. So like just like having this event sort of at the peak harvest season of the summer where people will just bring what they have in, access, in excess mm-hmm. and then they can they can barter for that. And it was just like you, the only rule was no cash. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And I think that's what it would look like a lot where if like say – this like post-apocalyptic situation mm-hmm. looks like a bunch of like small, like very small communities yeah. and like groupings of people that have to participate. But like, this is assuming that you have your own hustle type thing, mm-hmm. but you have to like get things that you, you can't do it all. Like you literally can't do it all. Mm-hmm. You can try, but there's always going to be something that you need. 
And it's really funny because a lot of the articles that we read about like barter economy and apocalypse economy and stuff like that, the number one thing that was on the list that I saw most often was cigarettes. Mm. Or like my first thing was like, you can grow tobacco. Mm-hmm. You know, like what? Like it's, it's such a funny thing, right? You can legit grow it or like, uh, you know... Um, tampons and i'm like okay there's other ways there's other ways to... yeah <laughs> yeah you don't i'm always I mean... surprised how people like still haven't got beyond tampons or like being yeah. willing to think about like other things yeah anyhow but yeah because tampons they're, they're not it's it's like it's an, it's new it's a new invention yeah you know, relatively new we've been bleeding forever so it's like um like there's i would i would not trade for that i would not trade for that i haven't used tampons in like forever yeah so it's funny to think that like a lot of these mainstream sort of prepper culture or prepper sort of uh whatever knowledge bases are so um they're they're not quite i feel like i'm i'm curious about the intersection between like that and like the homesteaders yeah um there i'm interested in that intersection where people are like um you know uh thinking more about like instead of having to hustle for tampons how can I make my own period underwear or like cotton slips or whatever, you know, to put in the underwear that we do have that exists. You know? hoarding diva cups for sure. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but as we say here at Salt and Bone, where's the salt? Where's the salt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So salt. We were talking about what about the thing that the whole community, that the community that you're in can't produce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't produce salt. Yeah. And here, where we are in this locality uh we have no salt here so what would you do right and what i was suggesting to jenna was like i feel like that should never be on one person's shoulders to procure right because you'd have to like go to the ocean you know or go somewhere where it exists to goderich goderich ontario as we right let everyone know before (laughs) yeah um but how I don't I don't think it's a good idea for it to all fall on like one family's shoulders or one whatever. It should be something that's rotated. Yeah. Because also year. if they're successful at it, they immediately have a monopoly. Yeah, and then they become they it becomes like yeah. There's a danger too of like having too much of something. So it's like let's say Kami like did a really amazing job at like prepping for the apocalypse and has all the salt. All the guns. All the you've all the guns. Yeah. People want the guns. Like, if you have too much, you yeah. have to defend what you have at that yeah, point. Yeah, you become a target. You become a target. Yeah. Like, and then too little, people get desperate, and, like, people, you know, often will steal. Or, like, if they're driven mm-hmm. to it, right? If it means survival. So it's like, the extremes are not good either. No, no, you really don't want that. Have you ever read The Dispossessed? No. Ursula Le Guin? Oh, you would love it. So it's essentially um, this, like, uh, I mean, paraphrasing here, but, like, it's it's basically this, like, anarchist community who, like, leaves earth and goes and lives on the moon and starts their own community and um it's fascinating i don't want to you know whatever long story short essentially everybody every person who lives in this in this world has to um they i can't remember what it's called but they rotate through this like service job so like everybody at some point in the year has to do x amount of weeks not has to actually Mm -hmm. that's actually the key point is that you're not required to Mm. but you are expected to Mm. and if you don't do it then you're sort of seen you're you're a little bit like in in the social sort of stratum you're seen as like you're not pulling your weight you're not you know and it's always like it's, it's typically it's jobs that are like not necessarily vocational right so it's like 
um, it's stuff that just needs to get done to make the society mm. function and the you know makes th- make things mm-hmm. work smoothly. Um, I can't remember some examples of it, but it's just like I don't know, like in working in like uh, let's say in like sewage, like mm-hmm. sewage maintenance, something like that, right? Um, where it's just like you just need manual labor to do certain things, but people will rotate through it. So it's like you kind of just have to do it. So it's almost like mandatory military. You ha- it's a mandatory social like service yeah. to make the society run. And again, you don't have to, but if you don't, people are like, oh, it's noted for sure. It's really like you're you're pushing against the culture that that yeah. they that they literally moved to the moon to cultivate, right? I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Like any economy that comes from the ruins of the collapsed capitalistic economy that we have now will have to be a little more like this, but it's like legit, like you can't be a total asshole to the checkout person and then still be buying your groceries. Literally people will not deal with you unless Mm -hmm. they are forced to because like they're desperate or they really need the thing. Mm -hmm. I would rather it just be a free flowing thing like this friendship, Mm -hmm. like the valued members of our community that we do have similar relationships like this where you know, they will give in abundance and you will give in your abundance type thing. Yeah. Instead of, you know, being forced to your knees because you're desperate or you're such a fucking asshole yeah. that no one will help you. And what I love about that is that I can't, I can't really imagine this on a larger scale. No. This could, I can only really imagine it on a small community yeah. scale. Right. And where, like, for example, in our situation, like, I feel like these are the kinds of friendships that I've tried to cultivate. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that are generous and like, you know, rooted in trust, etc. Um, but I can't imagine that on a larger scale. I feel like that's okay though, because if everybody's doing it in their own locality, yeah. then it kind of has this like fractal effect of, you know, folks just uh, working things out for themselves. Maybe I'm going into libertarian territory <laughs> here, and I'm I feel like I'm gonna kick myself later for this. But there is something I think valuable about that. I think we should try if things get a little different or as time goes on and this, you know, coronavirus mm-hmm. kind of lessens a little bit and yeah. it's a little more safer to gather in like more of a marketplace because I think it would be really crazy or amazing to do like the backyard barter. Here. Yeah. Absolutely. You're just like. There's a history of that here though. Right? There is actually. Like there the, was a few systems. Yeah. The, yeah. There's been clubs or like people where it's like, I'm a carpenter. My service is worth this much. This is like it's like tokens or like weird paper or things like oh. not that's not money. This used to exist like twenty years ago. Oh, interesting. They tried, yeah, yeah. So mixed results and things like that. I was thinking more about the the one where like um, it's like women's clubs who get together. Oh yeah, and they yeah. What is that? Maybe say it's like a collective. That? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. One of my people does that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe can you explain how that? works? Yeah, it's yeah. actually a really great framework, really great idea. So it's like been happening for twenty years, and it's a work club, like a work group amongst like six friends. Mm-hmm. So once a week, it rotates between all of them. So mm-hmm. they'll all show up at your property and do whatever it is that is too big to do by yourself. You are going to, you know, put all the tomatoes in or you're going to plant potatoes or harvest all the garlic scapes or even like wash your windows or clean your house really well or make marmalade, jam, some sort of giant collective task that is way mm-hmm. easier with six pairs of hands instead of one. So that's amazing. And this one has been going on for like 20 years. It's and wait, what impressive. is that? How does that work? They just, they, 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 you just come, you do the work and that's it? You come do or, the work, they have lunch, they socialize. It becomes such a huge thing. And this is all women that do this one. So it's just like a, a really nice collective. 
So wait, it, so do they trade goods at all or? No, they all just get together and they make things. I Sometimes see. they'll do like pop-ups, like they'll show up at a market and do like a pop-up food event because they all made like empanadas or like food or like soup or something uh -huh. like that and they'll sell it. And I think they'll like save money and like go on like, you know, go treat themselves to something. Like Interesting. Okay, yeah. so it's just a kind of a, a work rotation. Work rotation. Mm. That's a good idea because you put it in five times, you get it once. Yeah. Right? I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. That was like the collective that, you know, our, the child care. Um, oh, yes. Our community school that we did. We, we That's what we were doing in the beginning. Each family was taking a day of care. So you put in a day and you got back, you know, three or four days in return. So similarly, that's interesting. I mean, um, but to go back to the general store thing, the original idea for this came about when we were thinking, what would an apocalypse general store look like? Like, how funky oh. would that be? And like... What gangster would be running that shit? I know. know? I'm like, I want to be that gangster. Yeah, I feel like you'd be really good at that because you know, you're like a community, you're embedded in your community and you would know. And what I was saying was that that person, um, they, they're not just the person who is, um, you know, who, who holds goods and trades goods, but they also, their, their main um, value is that they know who has what. Oh, yeah. So if I was coming in, right, and mm -hmm. I come in and I'm like, hey... I have this rooster that I don't need. <laughs> like um, everyone that is. Yes. <laughs> okay, maybe but, another example. Maybe another example. No, no, example. no. But yeah. it's the apocalypse. There's less roosters in the apocalypse. Let's say there's less roosters. Yeah, for Because they definitely die first. Yeah. Um, and if I'm like, I really need, um, I don't know. Let's say I need flour. Mm -hmm. Or let's say I need tobacco. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you know what? I'm out of stock on tobacco, but you down know, the road. down the road, Someone's I know, gotta... yeah, Chris is growing tobacco and you might want to go and, um, you know, it's not cured yet, but you might want to like call dips mm -hmm. and, uh, give that rooster in, in, what is that? Good trust in kind, in yeah. kind and, you know, and cu cut a deal. Like, okay, you give the rooster so that you have first dibs on the first batch of tobacco that is ready or something like that. So that. Yeah, you really, like, general store. your finger on the pulse of the community, yes. understanding who has what, what is worth what. Because, I mean, as I said before, what's like... What's coming up. What's coming up. It's like, yeah. someone could be like, I have all this thing, and it's like, if everyone has the thing, it's not worth a fucking thing. Yeah, and um, you have your finger on the pulse in two ways, where it's kind of like, you know what people have to offer, but also what they need. So you could be like, you know what, I think you should reach out to Chris. I think that they were they were looking to, to breed their hens and they're looking for a rooster yeah so like you 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 also know how to make those connections between like um you know give and take which so. you could profit on yourself or you could just be a nice person as well and just be like i'm gonna put the pieces together if you identity were, capital though yeah right that's like it's identity people, capital. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah people will listen to you absolutely people will trust, you know you look you're look you're like an elder yeah you have like i would rather cultivate that than be like okay yeah you want tobacco come back on monday all the tobacco meanwhile i have to go to chris get the tobacco bring the tobacco back and then it's there for you when you come back with yeah. the rooster versus... i feel like it's some crone shit like you're kind of yeah. like done doing like the manuche like labor and you're just ready to collect uh you know <laughs> to cash in on like the street cred you know but yeah you have to come good on your favorite you have to stand behind what you agree to do because if you don't then you're going to be alone and no one's going to trade with you yeah that's true <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So there is kind of like a real life comparison to what we're talking about. And that is the economy in the country of Venezuela. Yes. It's, they are living like an apocalyptic yeah. situation. Yeah. 
So essentially like inflation and oil and authoritarianism have ruined the whole country mm-hmm. um, and especially the economy. So the currency is just like super inflated. How much are eggs? Yeah. So um, one dozen eggs in Venezuela has cost or cost right now 150 US dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll just throw out a few like terrifying Venezuela facts. A bag of pasta is $300. Bag of powdered milk, I can't remember the weight, $700. One single condom, $20. Oh, Condoms. Condoms, are, we're going to get to condoms as in terms of our list of things you should have and oh, are going to be worth money. Corn flour, two pounds, $300. Uh, yeah, so just people are spending like an entire month's wage on a basket of groceries mm-hmm. or less. Yeah. Like, so, like there was one article I read and it was like, this is the food I have in the house for me and my two or three children. And it was like five eggs and some cornmeal. And they're yeah. like, we haven't had meat in eight months. Like, yeah, there's just, you're working all it. Yeah. 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 It's horrible. So that's, that's what happens when the economy collapses. That's when the economy yeah. collapses, but there's still that currency. So what has flourished under there is the black market. Mm. The government has stores where they run and have certain supplies. You have to go overnight, camp out, wait yeah, in line yeah. an entire next yeah. day. There might not be food by the time you get into the store. Mm-hmm. So that's terrifying. But the black market is thriving. Black market is thriving. And in this situation, too, you're living in a city. You can't have all, you can't have chickens. Mm-hmm. You can't have eggs. You know what I mean? You can't have a milk goat for the most part. Some people yeah. have, will, yeah. and could. But you can't have resources. And I remember um, my friend who went through like the communist revolution in Czech Republic or the communist invasion they were like the people that were in the country had the power like in terms of like to survive because they could grow food and have abundance whereas people yeah people Mm -hmm. in like Prague and things like that they had nothing like whatever was available at the like basic nothing right yeah which is so interesting because there's so much um uh, stigma around being like oh country people country people or you know rural people village people whatever you want to call it meanwhile it's like more often than not I mean not more often they are the ones who are feeding um, most of the all of the country right absolutely yeah um, so, so that sounds like a nightmare a nightmare yeah um, and I'm really sorry for people who are from Venezuela and have had to like you know mm-hmm. leave their their land or leave their country I mean, not everybody can leave those. No, exactly. Part, right. But um, speaking, so you were talking about condoms. Like, what are some of the items in, like, the, what are the hot items? Oh, yeah. So, all right. The There's trade a, items. Yeah. Some hot items that we think are going to be super important. Mm-hmm. So, condoms, for sure. Yes. I mean, these are things that you could be like, I'm just going to stockpile a little bit and have. Because, like, not everyone understands any form of birth control uh, at all. You know what I mean? Like alternatives to. Sure. Like, uh, you know, the calendar method and stuff like that. Calendar method or herbal, you know, birth control. Birth control, or herbal yeah. abortifactants or anything like that. Like, that's witches not. Witches are going to be back in I know. I was so like, quick. definitely be the fucking apocalypse witch. You'd be like, yeah. you need this potion? Yeah. Give me the blood. You've been doing that too. We, I mean, I've been doing this too. Uh, stockpiling on like, um, you know, or growing more witchy <laughs> plants in our in our garden like I just planted some really beautiful evening primrose mm. and like different sort of you know more of that 
in that area of like yeah where it's like i have this thing can you make this thing not happen or happen more you're like i can help you yes exactly yeah let's do it um so condoms for sure Mm -hmm. um because there are alternatives if you go back through history and you're like what are some of the earliest condoms it's not great it's like sheep intestine and that's like a reusable thing. So you're like, honestly, no thank That's you. like a giant. I'd rather do an at home like... or abortion <laughs> than use that. Um, or honestly, at that point, I wouldn't even fuck with dick. You know, yeah. I would just be like, you know what, I'm uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> or you could do like almost like you know how one method of like, um, well, I don't know the exact word is. It's not castrating, but you know, like almost a sterilizing like male sheep. Essentially, when they're born, male lambs, you just wrap an elastic around their testicles and they fall off. <laughs> Eventually. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I feel like somebody's definitely doing, like, at-home vasectomies somewhere in the yeah. world. Yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on from condoms. Yeah. Uh, bullets? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to defend something or you've got that weapon, you're going to need the things that work in that weapon. That's a thing. Uh, the basics, like food and water and food is a huge one where it's mm. like meat eggs cheese milk you're talking about renewable renewable uh not renewable resources but like uh, things that can continue to produce yeah like hens that's or... why i think like hens are an amazing chickens are like an amazing apocalypse yes. hustle so it's like you have a flock of chickens those chickens lay eggs every day that you can eat and sell the excess of those eggs can also be fertilized by a rooster mm-hmm. And a chicken incubation is like 21, 22 days for the eggs. There's meat, yeah. There's another round of chickens that you can sell. Um, You can sell the chicks, and you can also raise them up and sell the meat. So a renewable resource that you can manage. Yeah, make broth. Make broth. Like, chickens are amazing. Like, you can do so much with the entire thing. Um, so that would be a really good one. Different types of food. I would also like fuck with rabbits too. I was just going to say rabbits are excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really, I've kept rabbits in the past and it's not my favorite because you have to pen them in. So a lot of times people Mm. do cages, which I'm, I don't really like that. Yeah. But like you could also do like a pen, like more of a pen as long as they can't burrow under, which they definitely will. Right. Um, but in the apocalypse, you're kind of like, I will sacrifice some of my like morals to survive. To survive. Yeah. You know, and that one. With rabbits, mm. I'm sure you know this, but if you want them to fuck and produce more, mm. you kill a rabbit in front of them. Oh, interesting. Watching another rabbit die will make rabbits fuck more. Wow. It's like a, it's a genetic, like you're, it's yeah. an evolutionary thing. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Because you're like, holy shit. Gotta do it. Gotta survive. do it. Gotta, gotta, no, I gotta pass my genes down. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. They can be temperamental, but you do have a fur source to... Sometimes the mother's, like, especially in captivity, will, like, eat the babies. Like, it's kind of, like, a super fucked up situation. She'll have so many more babies. She'll have so many fucking more babies. Anyways, you know, not that you want to think of things like that entirely, but (laughs) it's the apocalypse. What else? What else Uh, we got? What else we got? So we got cigarettes, like tobacco. Things that fucking people get addicted to and people will need, like, alcohol. Alcohol. I would one million percent of a fucking still. Yeah, And be making weird-ass beers, like yard beers. Yes. Beer, yeah, alcohol and tobacco are, I think, where it's at. Which is great because those are, like, pretty straightforward. I mean, you know, they're not, like, I'm not going to say they're easy to make, but they're, you, you can, you can figure it out. You can figure it out. Neither yeah. of us are smokers, but you've hung out with some 
yes. intense smokers and what would they not do for a fucking cigarette? Yeah, and honestly, I'm not a smoker, but if it was the apocalypse, I might become one. Yeah. Because I just feel like it would fit the aesthetic. Yeah. That would be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, my madame aesthetic that oh. I'm developing in my head, yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. Uh, seeds, for sure. Yeah. Renewable resource, you need to keep them going. People are going to need them to survive mm-hmm. and grow food. Uh, then, like, weird things, even, like, lighters... Would be super hmm. easy. Flashlights. You know, like you right. can get those hand crank ones that yeah, like yeah, are yeah, solar yeah. ones. But anyways, things like that, like are solar lights at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, candles. Candles. Fucking that would candles. be hard. Bees are like. We're going to get into that in the fire episode. Yeah, like making yeah. candles is not fucking easy. No. You blow through candles too. Like we'll, we should time like how long it takes a candle. Bees wax I think last, they last a little bit longer than, you know, whatever the Dollarama candles. But yeah. I would definitely uh, be into a sugar source. I would be keeping bees for sure for, for many sure. different reasons. But yes. like the honey. Honey's always been like the the golden coin like savior mm-hmm. of many farms it's like you have the egg money and the honey money regardless of how the crops go yeah and i mean like yeah so a few other items uh duct tape flashlight tools medicine man medicine, medicine. Yeah. big time so yeah different herbal remedies different even i don't know because like you know Dude, if you're antibiotics, antibiotics right yeah. we're gonna do an episode entirely on that outlander style <laughs> Yeah, syringes. But you know, too, it's like, if your kid is sick, like, what do you fucking do? Like, how do you fix it? Because if it's you, you're fucked up. You can't always do anything. But you're Mm -hmm. just like, how do I save this person? Yeah. And it's, like, super important. Yeah, your community better have, like, at least one or two witches and and herbalists. Oh, big time. Herbalists. Midwives. Herbalists. Midwives, yeah. Like, otherwise, you're going to be really fucked. Because guess what? Antibiotics... Yeah, are not yeah. going to be working yeah. for much longer for us. Um, so that's, anyways, I don't want to go down yeah, that road. Yeah, that's a other episode. <laughs> vitamins is on the prepper list. Uh, yeah, vitamins, because if you're not getting... Um, yeah, yeah. And they need those things. Eh, you figure it out. So those are items. And then in terms of skills, mm-hmm. like... All the skills. Yeah, yeah, all the skills, really. But are, are also, like, hunting and fishing items are on there, too. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of, like, how to get, you know, selling people or trading people those things so they can therefore go forth and, like, catch fish or yeah. hunt yeah. or things like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, knives. <laughs> knives, tools, axe, like an axe yeah. like would be, you know, Sauce. if you don't have that, what do you do? How do you get yeah. your firewood? Like, oh, yeah. what's your... <laughs> and if there's no... there's definitely no like fuel in the situation you know what i mean it's not like there's like gas and diesel yeah. and where stuff are like you that. going yeah so it's like horses man i'm be like totally into horses and like donkeys <laughs> and i mean my approach to like business currently in general and farming which i think would be super great in the apocalypse too is you don't just do one thing mm-hmm. also i'm a gemini so i'm gonna do all the all things that i yeah. am interested in that i need to do to survive so i'm yeah. gonna do a little bit of this and that because it's not always a great year for fucking carrots. If I only grow fucking carrots yeah, and it's a shitty year, I'm fucked. So yes. it's like, I grow a bunch of things. Yeah. I make a bunch of things. I have many different skills that translate yeah. that I can apply to many different situations. Mm-hmm. Speaking of situations, yes. actually, wait, we should probably, we will do like some hot tips hot first. Tips. Okay. Hot tips. Tell me. Um... Well, I think that's just a summary of what we've talked about before, I think. So, like, having a good reputation having a, or having a good product. Those are two things mm-hmm. that you should have. A regenerative resource, like eggs. 
things like that people have to keep coming back for or they can take it it's worth a lot more if they take it and it keeps producing for them mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. specialization can be a thing too like if you do something that is not easy for everyone else to do mm-hmm. like that's what i do with the ferments it's like harder to do on a bigger scale so a lot of businesses don't fuck with it because it takes a really long time and mm-hmm. it's troublesome so if you take a thing and you do it really well that no one else does you have a market you have a good you have a survival outlet there uh know what it's worth before you trade for it don't undervalue your item um beware of like the deals that you will cut um so if there is a glut of something like you know you have everyone has tomatoes in august if you can take those tomatoes and dehydrate them and then be selling them later in the winter or turn them into a preserved sauce or turn them into something that therefore it's gonna be worth more um yeah and hang out with all the little weird things like that you might need like lighters and condoms and diva cups and yeah medicine and shit like that and like I don't know yeah I just hope that at that point I'm just like free bleeding into the earth yes and I have like a tent that I go to <laughs> to bleed into without having to be around other people that'd be lovely yeah. I don't think we're, we'll have that amount of free time maybe when we're like well I mean they're elders we might be like that <laughs> Um, All right. What are the best <clears throat> trades or barters that you have made or heard of? Okay. So there's a few in mind. So I've been bartering. I really love to barter. Yeah. And like, I've lived in like interesting rural communities too, where I'm like, what are you to do here? And I also pride myself on my resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. Now that is not like an exploitive thing, but like what I literally do is I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to talk to you about what I'm interested in mm-hmm. and I'm going to put it out there and often it'll come back to me. So it's mm-hmm. really great. So the other day I met somebody, no, I put it out there in a few different conversations. Someone called me. They're like, I have a roadkill deer. It's fresh. Do you want this deer? And I'm like, absolutely. I want this deer. I have the butchering skills to cut it up. I have the freezer space to put it away. Yeah. I have the know-how, how to deal with this like busted up fucking like roadkill animal. Yeah. What's good? What's bad? So I got like 60 pounds of free venison that would have been thrown in the ditch. Like, or I'd taken to the dump. Anyways. Did you like yeah no oh, I went and like okay. field dressed it like in a ditch and like took apart parts took up back the good meat cut it up into like roasts and sections and pieces and like I literally was have was that the venison I ate the other day yes oh it was perfect <laughs> chef's kiss yeah <laughs> roadkill right um so that stuff is like super important so it's like someone just calls they call me when they have the weird fucking mm-hmm. thing and I love being that person yes, like I've yes. had people be like I hit this bird on the way here. Or, like, yeah. they'll purposely come to my house being like, I was driving by and I hit a pheasant you want. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the other day, oh, just the other day. No, this was, like, three days ago. Yeah. So there's a, um, there's a person that raises quail just, like, ten minutes from here. And I asked him, I wanted quail for, like, a dish that I was making. I was like, I'll buy them for sure if you have any extra. And they're like, no, no. I had previously helped uh, or offered to help them butcher. So next time they have a round of birds, I was like, I've been butchering animals since I was like 19, especially birds. I will come help you if you want. And they were like, no, you offered to help me. So here's two free quail. I was like, oh my God, thank you. And here's some coyote meat because you were interested in weird shit. I was like, thank you. Yes, please. So that was just like a few days ago. That's so nice. Um, I've traded, I traded a golf cart for six cases of wine before amazing and i feel like that was a really good deal (laughs) where is that golf cart uh is that one of the wineries in the county amazing maybe the person like didn't come get it for a long time so just sat outside and i was like 
definitely drank this wine <laughs> over a period. And then I moved away, so I was like, hmm. <laughs> um, I have a friend that traded the skills of a midwife. They were having a baby. Yeah. So they, like, enlisted a midwife and traded for, like, a season or years worth of vegetables. Like a CSA type thing. Type thing, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and that's, like, kind of how we were talking about it's, like, you can't bail on what you commit to, especially future promises. Yeah. Like, if you're, like, I will give you this or I will be there for this, Mm -hmm. you have to come through or else no one will come through for you. Yeah, because then, like, it's, like, community reputation, right? That's, that, and that's, that's also something that's really valuable, I think. Yes, like, your reputation in the the community, you know? Then people Uh are going to be reluctant (laughs) to... To be generous with you because they're going to be afraid that, you know, they're they're going to be exploited or whatever it is, right? So, yeah. not exploited, but, like, or just, like, whatever, like, used in, 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 in shitty ways. So, yeah, I think also reputation is a major identity capital or whatever you want to call it. Um, also, like, weed has been a really good trade good for me. I don't smoke weed, so, like, but I grow a lot of things so it's Mm -hmm. not a hardship to just like grow some and then before it was like legal here in Canada yeah you just have like bags of weed and then people who really like weed definitely will trade other amazing shit for weed I've traded a bus like a like a full school bus for weed are you serious and oh uh, my god (laughs) I don't have nearly as cool examples as any of this and I also traded a trailer for weed before too like a camper trailer dude yeah. My most interesting one is I went and um, stayed in this sculptor's house in France in like her apartment space. Um, and she let me stay there for like a month and I posed for her sculpture Whoa. class for two weeks. And in the moment when I committed to it, I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to sit there. Yeah. It was horrible. It was like the hardest thing I've oh. ever done because she was like, look at you, you're a young thing, you're flexible, yeah. you're a dancer, like, do a funky pose for us, and I was like, up, so up for the challenge, oh. little did I know, actually, being in one position for that long, um, the exact same one was pretty horrific, would I say it was a fair trade? Probably, honestly, yeah. but, you know, definitely think about, think about think it before about you commit to, Think about what you're committed to, yeah. especially future stuff, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. <clears throat> one time? I used to make this gross-ass homebrew, like beer. Yeah. Like, in a bucket, in this, like, like punk house I used to live in, in, like, Halifax. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, I would put it in, like, old Colt 45 bottles, and it was definitely not Colt 45. It was even grosser than that. So yeah. you're just like, oh, And it was, like, thick. Like, you couldn't see through it. I was not good at brewing. The, like, this yeah. was not, like, beer kids. It was fucking gross. Yes. But, like, it was drinkable, and it would get you drunk. So I had a friend that was, like fucking not in a good place in terms of like money like they they couldn't work and they weren't working and they were just like i will trade you this homebrew for like stolen groceries so they would just go and shoplift <laughs> from the grocery Christ. store and they just show up be like here's a pork loin here's this and i'm like here's some homebrew and i was like this is great and until like they got arrested or something yeah for but, stealing but i was like for me great yeah. deal <laughs> i don't have to go to the store i don't have to steal i don't have to you buy have to it sell that homebrew to buy groceries yeah yeah i'm just there with like this shitty extra resource that i have yeah trading for things that someone really wanted yeah right 
I'm really curious what <laughs> other people are going to have to say when we ask them about, you know, what know. they're able to, um, what would be like their product or their service. I feel like we kind of dipped into that a little bit with the van episode. Um, but you know, more, more specifically, like what would you bring to the, to the barter backyard barter market or whatever that we're going to organize? What would you be? What would your apocalypse side hustle be? Oh man. It can be several I, things. It can, you know, but the, I'm just going to say the first thing that came to mind and it was like pleasure and entertainment. Yeah. I feel like I could really... Uh, I my dream or not my dream I'm manifesting it so it's happening <laughs> yeah. but I feel like I've, I'm identifying lately as a as a fantasy fairy or like a fantasy godmother where like I feel like I could really make people's fantasies come true mm-hmm. and I'm not talking like I could like Madame Brothel necessarily but I could definitely run some shit in that direction where mm-hmm. it's like creating experiences like I feel like I could put on a good show I could produce a good show I tend to find the people with the cool mm-hmm, skills mm-hmm. you know what I mean that they could stage or whatever I feel like um and I feel like that'd be really useful in the time of apocalypse right it's like um you know knowing people's kinks knowing people's what's going to make people feel good what's going to heal people right like That's I think entertain. entertain like I feel like when you're in the midst of an apocalypse man like it's a it's a rough time, you know. People are gonna be like fucked up in the head. That's um, it too, and like we'll have to get into this more because you're like, ha ha ha! It's the apocalypse, and you're at market day, and it's like, do you know what you've gone through to like yeah. get to this fucking yeah. point? Who you've lost, what you've lost, yes, what you've had to endure and go through. Like through. people are going to be fucking messes. I feel like you and I could run this shit out of a club, like yeah, you know, because like oh, yes. between like your like you know, are, are, are like growing like tobacco. Cause we would just be like producing and cre- oh. we would be literally producing the products that we yes. would be like selling or whatever it is. Right. Including booze and, and cigarettes and drugs and whatnot. Like I feel like, uh, mushrooms, you know, mm. um, that would be like definitely my vibe. I, that, that's the first thing that comes to mind. You know, I don't know if my gardening and my like herbalist skills are, are, you know, fine-tuned enough for me to like really trade with it but I think the things that I'm really good at are for sure you know organizing uh pleasure like community organizing pleasure um healing the healing arts in some way shit like that Mm -hmm. would probably be my my bag I like this yeah I'd trade with you cool I think I'd be like the. We would live together. I for think. sure. We oh, we're like, in the same yeah, community. Be, like, There's no like. We would be like. We were in the van. Our houses are next van. to each yeah. other. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I think I would be like the apocalypse witch of the zone, where I'm like, "Hey, what do you need done? What are we doing? Let's mm-hmm. talk about it." But that's like beyond this. Like yours and my concept here are like when people have enough to eat and drink. Like you can survive enough to get something about that. Absolutely, yeah. And then I would also, I would bootleg for sure. Yeah. Because people are going to want it. It also can be used for like fuel, medicine, all sorts of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Medicine, 100%. How are you going to make tinctures? Yeah. I would have bees. I would have chickens. Yeah. And then I would be hunting and fishing a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah as well yeah. as growing food. I would just, it's just like my life. It's like looking inside my brain where it's like one umbrella, but there is like thousand fucking things under the umbrella. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like... I'm doing the one thing, right? And it's like, you're doing so many things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love this. Yes, the apocalypse. Well, 
let's wrap up for today. I will uh, potentially cut in some classic general store bell sounds later. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not doing that. Imagine <laughs> that it was there, though. Uh, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Instagram at Salt and Bone Podcast and write a review on your favorite listening platform.